we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for August 3rd, 2020. Next report, continuing along the lines of what we, this theme that we started, Minneapolis police tell residents to obey criminals and be prepared to be robbed. Don't believe it? I'm giving you the actual sheet that was issued by Minneapolis to evidently their third precinct residence on July 28th, 2020. Straight from the horse's mouth. There's a screenshot of it here. I put in the PDF. The Minneapolis Police Department told residents they should be prepared to hand over their phones, wallets, and purses to robbers and to obey the criminals. The MPD reported a 46% increase in carjackings and a 36% increase in robberies compared to the same time last year, according to their own website. Police in the city's third precinct alone have reported more than 100 reports of robberies and 20 reports of carjackings in just the last month. I believe this is all post-George um, Floyd thing that happened there, okay, where they've you know demolished the police departments and community policing and all the other things it's working out well working out really good working out so well they're they're telling you just to give up anything you have and hand your phones your wallets and your purses to the robbers and obey the criminals it's how well it's working do you believe that we're even in america at this point if, if you're in america that this is actually going on here Officials are now telling residents to be ready and willing to comply with the demands of criminals in an email sent to the 3rd Precinct residents. Be prepared to give up your cell phone, purse, and wallet. Quote, right here. The police said in their email a copy of which was obtained by Alpha News. The email said citizens should listen to criminals, do as they say, the message warned that some victims have been maced, dragged, assaulted, and some threatened with a gun. So evidently, because that's happened, you just give in to the wickedness and the evil and let them do whatever they want. Oh, and I'm sure the criminals are, are absolutely clapping in approval. Because you give them whatever you want. Let's say you, you hand over your firearm to boot. Well, what's, what's to stop them from not blowing you away or let's say raping you or raping your family or whatever what's what that's gonna start happening if it's not already happened if they think that they can have carte blanche over your items that you've given and now you have no means of self-defense then why not why why aren't they going to violate you physically whether that's killing you maiming you raping you or your family Satan's never satisfied. So yeah, yeah. Here's the here's a screenshot of it. Then we have this suspicious Tempe, Arizona train derailment. Not so coincidentally, the train derailment took places blocks away from where the extremist leftist Soros-backed protesters were arrested only a few hours before this quote accident train derailment took place. Tempe Town Lake is where the protesters were. And this is where the derailment occurred in the same time frame. Interestingly, the train derail, derailment development involved Union Pacific. Only 48 hours earlier, Union Pacific ordered its security police to not cooperate 
with federal with the federal government you mean in the investigation especially ice which immigration custom enforcement in my mind this exposes the fifth column mentality of union pacific meaning they're one of the bad guys that are embedded here and one must assume that they are in support of the national of this national uprising additionally one now has to wonder if the security forces who stood down did so in an effort to aid in this derailment of this train yeah 100 percent. as soon as that happened the first thing that went into my mind is it was part of this blm antifa george soros thing create remember it's the order out of chaos the model of the 33rd degree freemason you create the chaos and then you bring in the new world order which is the order they're they're actually talking about i'm going to go ahead and play some of this video regarding this uh yesterday 6 a.m train derails uh part of a bridge taken out now um major thoroughfares impacted two major highways impacted by this and i've been warned that attacks on infrastructures are coming well was this the first i don't know and i'll tell you there's something else i was told too one of the people who called me that's been at the scene investigating they got a hold of me through a third party and they told me it happened like this but it was a private situation not public so they didn't make it public to the media but he said he can't reveal it because it could come right back to him i'm wondering if anybody out there knows what it is and uh, let's add to that if you know please leave it here in the notes because maybe this is the second attack but i will tell you what's really really suspicious last oh the night before the night before the incident and that would be uh excuse me that would be monday night rioters were in tempe i reported that here the scene of the rioters and where arrests took place of these rioters from these far leftist extremist groups was exactly four to six blocks away from this train derailment now we could just say hey it's just a coincidence and maybe it is just a coincidence but really and i've been warned this is the next phase assassinations attacks on infrastructure, massive terrorism with mass casualty events. What if, and here's a big what if, what if uh, chemical and biological agents were transported on that train? What if? And I will tell you this too, the people who are at the scene are being very guarded. I was told that the rails came loose, which caused the derailment. And I said, is this a natural expectation? Well, could be, but not likely. Would someone had to have helped these rails? Answer, probably, but not guaranteed. Tightly controlled release of information. I have other people who are looking at this. One I'll be speaking with tonight. I hope we have some answers, but I think this is very serious. I think it's marking a new age. I am highly suspicious this is a deliberate attack upon American infrastructure. And it would be the next phase in a, in a takeover. This is exactly the script that follows a Bolshevik communist takeover of a nation. Yes. 
everything that's been happening has followed the game plan to the letter. Yes. Now, if you have information on another situation like this that may have involved private entities that did not make the mainstream media news, but you knew about it because it was in your area, please leave that information with us so we can begin to look for commonalities. That's it for the common sense. So he did another little video on the Union Pacific, how they're most likely complicit, if you want to listen to that as well. Uh, yeah, very, very, very bad stuff there. Now, this is a one um, that a young black man put up. It's about BLM, and he is actually a young, up, upright, upstanding young black man that has... Um, uh, a really good head on his shoulders and I'm gonna I'm just gonna let him talk the not effing around coalition is a total joke this video is sponsored by F Brigade make sure you get the liberals can't bully me shirt from fbrigade.com I'm a legendary black redneck okay let's get into it first off you he have says he's a black redneck <laughs> picture clearly you can see they didn't bother to go to training, because if they had, they would know that you do not leave your finger on a trigger. Right, right. He's showing, he's showing these, these militia, these black militia, and they've got their fingers on the triggers. You don't do that. I mean, unless you're literally, like, if you're going to engage somebody, that's when the finger goes on the trigger. You just don't walk around with your guns and your finger on the trigger. In this situation, a negligent discharge left three people injured and one in serious condition. You can't say you're not messing around and turn around and accidentally shoot some of your own guys. Because that, by definition, is messing around. (laughs) Here's why this happened. People came out to prove that they wanted justice for a situation in which justice was already being served. They organized poorly and they brought out weapons that they were not properly trained to handle. The Second Amendment protects your right to keep and bear arms, but you... Most likely, too, why they're not trained to handle is because they just got them. It's like a brand new shiny toy that George Soros or the Chinese government just put in their hands. They don't have a clue. They've never been trained on the thing. But they're, but they're like the one guy that said, we're highly trained and all this stuff. And then you look at them, you look at the way that they're carrying themselves, how they've got their gear rigged, how they've got some of them had their scopes on backwards, didn't have iron sights on their gun. I mean, just one like comedic thing after another, and it's hard to take them seriously. I have an obligation to make sure that you are doing so safely. Unfortunately for these three people, they were not doing so safely. While we're on the subject of unsafe handling of a firearm, you may have heard the name Garrett Foster. If you listen to the Sean King version of the story, you'd hear an innocent, unarmed white man was shot while peacefully protesting. However, if you did some simple research, you would learn that an armed man shot at another armed man and discovered the other man was a better shot. If you play stupid games, you'll win stupid prizes. Once again, Sean King is using a story to try and race bait and anger people and push people towards a race war. And African Americans who want a race war do not understand mathematics. (laughs) White people make up 61% of American society and they make up 88% of legal gun owners. That means white people have more guns than black people. 
So if it came down to a race war, we would lose. Miserably. What bothers me most about these most recent situations is that people think they're standing up for something by supporting the organization Black Lives Matter. The organization is a Marxist organization that wants to destroy the American family. Yes. That's a problem. And if you're a Christian, you cannot support that organization. I also don't think people understand what standing up for something means. Standing up is when you're the one standing up for it and no one else is. When every major corporation has come out in support of Black Lives Matter and you have Major League Baseball with every single player on the field kneeling for the national anthem because of Black Lives Matter, the only person that... I mean, I can't even imagine the, the mass... I mean, I guess this has just exposed all professional sports in America. Because hardly anybody's... At this point, everybody's taken a knee. Everyone. For Black Lives Matter. This wicked, evil, satanic organization that is doing all this wickedness and is being elevated and put on this pedestal. And it's like all of these guys in professional sports are taking the knee. Baseball, football, NBA, all of them, virtually. The, the, the coaches, the teams. And to me, that just tells me when I look at that, you know what it tells me? That when the time comes for them, for the mark of the beast, they will beg for it. They will, is if that's all, if you'll actually stand up for some wicked organization, some wicked evil organization, and I don't want to hear you haven't done your homework or whatever, I don't care. You, you kneel to something, you better do your homework on what you're kneeling for. Anybody that would do any type of periphery research, just light research on Black Lives Matter, in any way, shape, or form, will come to the conclusion they're nothing but satanic. And that they should not be kneeling for them. And what kind of example is that setting to, like, the kids that watch professional sports? Of course, you know, it's just all about money and greed and anything regarding professional sports anyway at this point. Um, yeah, they're all, they're just in mass taking knees. And I, I would say more than ever, all professional sports that are doing this should all be boycotted. And let me tell you. If not for that reason, but for the reason of what I know is coming regarding if you ever want to get any back to any semblance of, of, you know, being able to get back to some normalcy, <laughs> it'll never be normal. You're most likely going to have, you know, the social distancing rules at play at stadium events with and or, you know, uh, your COVID-19 vaccine, facial recognition. I mean, there are so many things they're planning um, to use professional sports on as a carrot to get you to go into the New World Order so you can assume your life of normalcy. That's all in the works, okay? They're going to make you suffer up until the time the vaccine comes and then that, that'll be your pass to get back into the college football or, or pro football or basketball games. You know, that'll be the way you get in. You probably still have to be masked up too. Or at that point, it'd probably be full biohazard gear the way they're moving. Um, so that's, that's what their, their plans are. So professional sports at this point, if, if they're, they're just, it's just dead. It's, it's, it's evil. It's dead. It's wicked. Standing up for anything is the person that's not going with the crowd. People who are actually standing up against Black Lives Matter are being jailed and losing their jobs and being murdered for doing so. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, 
African Americans need to remove the plank from their own eye so they can see clearly to remove the speck from someone else's. Let me give you an example. An African American male is 88% more likely to be killed by an African American male than he is to be killed by the police. Which means the plank in our own eye is black on black crime. And the speck in our neighbor's eye is police brutality. Now going back to the not effing around coalition, they were there to protest the death of Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor's story has been widely circulated falsely. Breonna's name was on the warrant and Brianna's boyfriend fired preemptively at the police who, although they possessed a no-knock warrant, they knocked and announced their presence. Also, for those of you that understand a firefight, you'd understand that if you were to be killed by crossfire, you would have to be between the two individuals firing. And crossfire is not the same as police brutality. The police had every right to return fire when they were being fired upon. When the facts come out, the story that you've been told of suspected racism is once again proven false. We need to stop being so concerned with this manufactured crisis. And I do say manufactured because someone is standing to make a lot of money. And by someone, I mean the Democrat Party. Act Blue has collected over half a billion dollars in the name of Black Lives Matter. They are literally monetizing the death of black people. Yet we're supposed to bend the knee and bow to this organization. But it's, it's not even the death of black people. It's like I said, nine black men last year died. The hand of, hands of cops in the USA on the streets are, are I mean, which was precipitously down from years before but it doesn't matter how low it gets all it would take is one per year and the world has to end meanwhile you know the blacks the black races unfortunately in america abort over half of their babies but that those babies don't count and i don't mean i'm not saying this to like my like nice black people christians but i'm talking about you know the, the others that just abort indiscriminately and you know i'm not saying that that doesn't happen in white and hispanic races but you know, it's disproportionate. But those 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 lives don't matter at all. They don't even count. They're not even worthy of being mentioned regarding Black Lives Matter. The only thing that matters is if a black porn star, career criminal, career drug addict, who like to beat on women and assault them, when he dies, that, that matters. That life matters. Absolutely, 100%. I think not. As long as we continue to remove the speck from our neighbor's eye and ignore the plank in our own eye, this will not get any better. My challenge for you today is turn off the fake news. Do your own research and formulate an educated opinion instead of allowing other people's emotions to think for you. My name is Joel Patrick and I hope you're having a wonderful day. Okay, so we have that going forward here uh and again along these lines antifa in portland stay true to their fascist roots and begin burning stacks of bibles and the american flag in front of the federal courthouse while antifa rioters previously attacked federal buildings businesses and even officers this weekend they found a new target bibles 
which really shows their true intentions it's what they're really all about is that what does what does burning bibles have to do with protesting police brutality which is essentially regarding the black race like i said precipitously fallen to a point of being laughable you know what but what does that have to do with police brutality burning bibles absolutely nothing what does antifa have in common with nazis from german hitler's germany just about everything they wear hoods like the kkk to hide their faces they wear black clothing to show their malicious intent and they are living they are the living incarnation of nazi fascism for the 21st century this weekend antifa fascists threw stacks of bibles into a roaring fire and cheered as the word of god burned ironically the living word those uh the living word contained in those bibles will judge them at the great white throne judgment which we have revelation 20 11 through 15 and i saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away and there was found no place for him for them and i saw the dead small and great stand before god and the books were open and another book was open which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works and the sea gave up the dead which were in it and and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them and they were judged every man according to their works and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death and whosoever was not written in this book of life in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire okay so then we have these blm and, and antifa headlines and i can't even get into all of these these are just some of the main ones from this last week senator warns the u.s is staring down the barrel of martial law and these are all i'm posting these here you can click on any of these and um if you want to explore them more peaceful protesters uh law enforcement officer communication from north carolina which reads like a battle report then shots fired as heavy heavily armed black militia members demanding the arrest of cops in the briona taylor's death face off with three percenters paramilitary group in louisville louisville protests descend into chaos when the armed protester accidentally shoots members of his own group injuring three that's what we just talked about uh americans forced to pay <laughs> this one americans forced to pay black lives matter charge at kroger evidently kroger in portland there is a blm charge when you get your groceries it's in other words you're forced to pay it you're forced and here's a close-up of the receipt blm charge on a on a two dollar and 39 cent uh i don't know half gallon of milk or whatever it is there is a 59 cent charge out of the two dollar and 39 cent bill blm charge click click on it if you don't believe me i mean (laughs) and kroger if you don't know is a grocery store violent crime explosion forces minneapolis residents to form militias well that's what they should be doing democratic mayors are increasingly telling citizens that they will not be protected by the police these are all different reports militant black nfac militia threatens to kidnap police officers and hold them for ransom then black lives matter mobs are blocking roads attacking vehicles and holding travelers at gunpoint be very aware of this especially if you're near i'd say this is most likely going to be happening more in the big cities global emergency 
alert Antifa planning terror attacks and mass shootings, then Muslim migrants are starting to, really migrant invaders, are starting to rise up. Seattle, African-American invaders flying the flag of the terrorist separatist group beat white man in the street. Now, there's a video of this happening. It's, of course, it's always... It's always like, you know, three on one or five on one. or se- And then in this case, it's seven on one. The mob is seen swarming the man. He wasn't even trying to pick a fight with him either. He was, he was trying. You could tell he did not, you know, whatever, but it didn't matter. Um, they were swarming him, outnumber him seven to one, punching him repeatedly, kicking him while he's on the ground as shocked onlookers scream in horror. The woman who filmed the incident is heard shouting at the top of her lungs to try and get the mob to stop and saying, they're beating him. He's a white boy. They're beating him. Uh, and then they ask, what is happening in Seattle? What are with these flags? And this flag, I think I mentioned it last week. The one guy had it in the background. Is the, uh, they're Ormo, Oromo extremists targeting, who have traditionally targeted Ethiopian Christians and non-Oromo Ethiopians. Back in Ethiopia, they killed thousands of people, burned alive, and slaughtered them. So this is the ilk of of devils that we're dealing with here now that are openly attacking people, white people on American streets. They burned down churches and businesses. At the same time, they protested in the the USA to show the Western, to show all the Western um, people, evidently, that they are, quote, the victims. So, you know, again, evil's good and good's evil. (laughs) This is basically what what you're dealing with here and then going further it says these devils are the type that ilhan omar wants to bring into the country that is why she's introduced the neighbors not enemies act um representative ilhan omar has introduced a bill attempting to remove the legal justification for what she calls president trump's muslim ban omar it seems does not concur and she vows to stop this plan by eliminating the enemy alien enemies act i guess that trump put in place or whatever again the muslim the muslim ban is to keep out trash like these their ilk and scum like ilhan omar and her terrorist cohorts one person wrote another one wrote the assault above was completely ignored by the media and was only picked up by the ethiopian site burkina which opposes the ormo oromo separatist movement so yeah you know, got all kind of fun stuff going on. Then we have this. And again, I'm not playing, playing this because I'm like right-left paradigm guy. But this is what Biden's openly saying he's going to do if he gets into office. And again, this isn't about, we got to get Trump back in. It's not about that. It's about what I believe is coming, most likely no matter what. Because, you know, the way it's looking, there's a high possibility that, you know, either Trump won't even make it to the election or they're going to, you know, rig the election to the point where, you know, they're going to get Biden in or they're going to overthrow, the you know, Trump or I, I don't know. It just a lot of bad things could could happen. And I'm not saying Trump being in there is great either because it's not. And I'm going to get into that in this teaching in depth. But Team Biden releases releases its plan for America. By this point in a presidential cycle, we've got a pretty good idea what the candidates believe. And you'd think that would be especially true this year. Joe Biden has been in politics for more than half a century. This is his third run for president. Since 1969, the year of the moon landing, 
Joe Biden has been yammering in public virtually without stopping until this year. This year, the famously chatty Joe Biden has said almost nothing. His advisors claim that's because of COVID-19, but nobody believes that. Everybody knows why Biden won't appear in public. When he does emerge, things tend to get strange. Biden's words take on a kind of psychedelic quality. The sentences seem to be connected, yet at the same time, they are strangely disjointed. Newspaper taxis appear on the shore. Rocking horse people eat marshmallow pies. It's mesmerizing to watch. You can almost make out the tangerine trees in the marmalade skies. We thought in our administration we should lower the tax from the high 30s to 28 percent, the lower to 21. I'm going to raise it back up to 28. It's not sufficient to build back. We have to build back better. That's what my plan is, to build back better. It's bold. These aren't somebody else's children. They're all our children. They're the children. Those children are the kite strings that hold our national ambitions of loss. The only entity, the only thing that can tear America apart is America itself, period. What does any of that mean? Honestly, I mean, again, we... this guy is just a husk of a devil. I mean, all I see in his eyes are just death and darkness. It just, he's, it's like the lights are on, but nobody's home almost as well. It's just, it's a very strange um, mixture no but joe biden doesn't either it's all good man this is the candidate who could soon be president of the united states don't tell him that it'll only make him anxious the people around biden by contrast are not anxious they are completely in control they know exactly what they want and yesterday they gave the rest of us a glimpse of what that is the biden campaign released a long document outlining its goals it was written by eric holder alexandria ocasio cortez simone sanders among others these are the people who will run the country if Joe Biden is elected in November. So what's their plan? Well, in a sentence, they'd like to make the rest of America very much like our biggest cities have become. Squalid, dangerous, chaotic, and unhappy. They'd like to do to your neighborhood what they have done to New York City. The main thing they've done to New York is make it scary. Violent crime is surging dramatically there, as we have told you night after night. And one of the main reasons for that is the elimination of cash bail. The city no longer... Well, also defunding the police department and, and cutting the budget for the New York City police, and, and you know, which is making the good cops there flee in droves and retire in droves, which is further compounding the problem. It's the people it arrests. Criminals are in and out of custody immediately, and many, of course, go on to commit more crimes. It's nuts. The Biden campaign plans to abolish cash bail everywhere no bail for any crime nationwide think about what that would mean americans are fleeing urban areas in huge numbers big cities are just too mismanaged they're too dangerous unless you are very rich or very poor you're getting out new york city lost 53,000 people in 2019 they will lose far more than that this year most of these refugees have relocated to the suburbs where they imagine they are safe from the effects of disastrous urban policy but they're not Democrats want to abolish the suburbs. They are too clean and nice, and therefore, by definition, they are racist. And the Biden campaign has highly specific plans on how to do this. It's called Affirmatively Furthering Fair Housing. It's a HUD regulation. It was written during the Obama administration. Biden's advisors plan to enforce it. They will cut off critical federal funds for municipalities unless those municipalities submit to federal control of urban planning. 
towns will be ordered to abolish zoning for single-family housing because single-family homes, needless to say, are racist. Low-income, federally subsidized apartments will go up in the suburbs. It's a good bet you won't see any of this. You won't see projects being built in Aspen or Martha's Vineyard or anywhere else to Eric Holder vacations. But in your neighborhood, oh yeah. Your kids' schools will change, too. The Biden campaign has vowed to bring back Obama's lunatic Title IX rules. Colleges would once again ignore due process and the presumption of innocence and instead use kangaroo courts to assess sexual assault allegations on campus. Good luck to your sons. The country's K-12 schools, meanwhile, effectively will abandon classroom discipline. Schools that suspend students based on their behavior rather than according to a strict racial quota system will be punished for that. But you will have no choice but to keep your kids enrolled anyway, because Biden's campaign pledges to abolish all programs that provide parents vouchers or tax breaks to send their kids somewhere else. And then the Biden plan gets really ambitious. It would use the Federal Reserve to fix the, quote, racial wage gap. Central bankers will be encouraged to decide if you're being paid too much based on your skin color. Sounds like a great way to unite wow. the country. Yeah. One thing the Biden administration won't enforce is immigration law. The plan promises to end workplace immigration raids. That would mean corporations could bring in effectively unlimited amounts of low-wage illegal foreign labor. Good luck finding your son a job once he's bounced out of college by those kangaroo courts. You may think this all sounds too crazy to be real. Politicians, of course, make a lot of promises right before elections, and Biden would never actually do any of this because Democrats would be worried about losing the next election if they did. These are not popular programs. But the Biden people have thought this through, and their plan answers that question. It solves the problem. It includes citizenship and voting rights for all illegal immigrants currently living in this country. That's at least 22 million people. That means 22 million brand new voters spread out across 50 states. The vast majority of them will faithfully vote for the Democratic Party. And by the way, that's not even including all the new illegal immigration we will doubtless get with reduced border controls. The Biden campaign also promises a moratorium on deportations. So there it is. That's the Biden plan. It's not really a blueprint to govern the country. It is a promise to utterly remake the country. To destroy the country. And more to the point, never surrender control of it again. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's just incomprehensible. Um, then we have this one. The eviction moratorium expired last Friday, near four months after the U.S. economy effectively shut down due to the COVID scandemic. And more than 12 million renters are all behind on rent payments. 12 million in America because of the scandemic and are now at imminent risk of eviction. This Friday, some 25 million Americans will no longer receive their weekly $600 federal unemployment checks and next round of government handouts, currently discussed by Republicans and Democrats. Now, this may have changed since this was written, but it's pretty recent. Uh, and they could see their benefits slash from $600 to $200 or be, or be nothing at all if no deal is reached in Congress. This would crush household finances across middle-class America, resulting in an even higher number of households unable to pay their rent in the months ahead. In late July, more than 31 million Americans collected unemployment benefits in some form. 
It's like nothing we've ever seen before, said John Pollock, coordinator of the National Coalition for a Civil Right to Counsel. In 2006, there were 2.3 million evictions, Pollock said. There could be that many evictions just in August of this year. So, I guess if you would extrapolate that out, 12 times the number of evictions, you know, per month we could be looking at than last year alone. On Sunday, food bank lines reemerged as people's benefits ran out. The number of jobless Americans is staggering and downright depressionary, suggesting no labor market recovery this year or the next. With a fiscal cliff unfolding, benefits set to run out, and a rebound in the economy reversing, household pulse data from mid-July outlines an even gloomier rent crisis unfolding. The analysis is based on household pulse data from mid-July and has found that some states will be hit harder than others. For example, West Virginia is estimated to have the highest share of renter households facing eviction at close to 60%. Wow. 60% renter households facing eviction in West Virginia. My, I can't even. Tennessee, Minnesota, Mississippi, Florida, and Louisiana are all among the states to be worst impacted with shares of 50% or higher of renters evicted. I mean, what is this going to look like? I mean, (laughs) carnage? Elsewhere, Vermont is the state where renters will be the lowest at risk of eviction, though 22% of them will potentially lose their homes over the course of the crisis. This is from Forbes, Forbes magazine, or website. Wow. And then we have this, and this has been going on for uh, for a while there. Um, and I, I did report on this before to a certain extent, but it goes along with, with what we're talking about here today. I'm a, a longtime listener, Patricia said, I went to the grocery store today. There's a national chain shortage. They're attempting to make everyone pay with a debit card. So that, that's a big push that's been going on for weeks. Everywhere you go, they say there's a chain shortage. And, um, then she says, they're also not letting you get cash back with your debit card purchase. The grocery store is one of the few ways i can get cash with my grocery purchase i was able to get cash out of a local atm though but it cost her quite a bit of money in order to do it uh then we have massive u.s coin supply shortage happening federal reserve stop shipments we'll go ahead and play this Devin, i want to point something out here real quick in terms of the coin supply this was first brought up by ryan that was telling me about it showing me images and then I started hearing other people talk about it. Now, here and there, throughout the past week or so, I've seen more images. Then Mike came back around and dropped it and was like, look what I just seen at the store. Now, over here, in my notifications, picture after picture here of the same thing, all from different places. They all have been, but they've all been saying the same thing. Attention customers, if you didn't know, The U.S. is currently experiencing a coin shortage. They ask for people to use correct change or another form of tender if possible. You know, going cashless. In the end, that's where this is all heading. Once the coins are eliminated and taken out right in front of your very eyes, which is what's happening, the bills will be the next thing as they constantly keep jerking the chain out here on this world stage. Oh, this is okay. That's not okay. Oh, this will cause this. Well, this won't. That's safe. Now it's not. 
That was spreading it. Now it's not. Oh, it dies on that surface, not this. Oh, we were wrong. Oops, my bad. You know, it's a constant back and forth here. One thing's for sure. If you take a step back and you look at the actions that are happening, this is all going hand in hand. Every bit of it, every step of the way, and this is the latest. This is one of those riding on the wall type of things. Just pay attention. This has been Dabu7. Join me on DLive as well. Much love, y'all. Okay, which segues now into this subject that I've kind of been mentioning but I haven't actually done a report on yet. Globalists reveal that the Great Economic Reset is coming in 2021. For those not familiar with the phrase Global Economic Reset, it is one that has been used increasingly by elitists in the central banking world for several years now. I first heard about it referenced by Christine Lagarde, the head of the IMF, at the time in 2014. The reset is often mentioned in the same breath as the ideas like new multilateralism or the multipolar world order or the new world order. All of these phrases essentially mean the same thing. The reset, according to discussions by the IMF, is basically the next stage in the formation of the one world economic system and potential global government. This seems to fall in line with the solutions offered during Event 201 Pandemic Simulation, a simulation of the coronavirus pandemic that was held by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum only two months before the real thing happened, coincidentally, at the beginning of 2020. Event 201 suggested that one of the top solutions to a pandemic world pandemic would be the institution of a centralized global economic body that could handle the financial response to the coronavirus. It is not convenient that the events of the real coronavirus pandemic fall exactly in line with Event 201 simulation, as well as directly in line with the global reset plans of the IMF and the World Economic Forum. As they say, let no crisis go to waste, or as the motto of the 33rd degree Freemason and the globalist order out of chaos. With civil unrest about to become a way of life for many parts of the world, including the U.S., and the pandemic set for a fake resurgence of infections after the reopening, creating a rationale for a second wave of lockdowns, probably in July, which we're actually out of right now, but the economy as we know it is being destroyed, and some places have went back into lockdown, as we know. Um... The last vestiges of the system hanging by a thin thread after the crash of 2008 are now being cut. The goal is rather obvious. Terrify the population. Okay, sorry, I got interrupted there. I'm just going to try to pick up where I left off. The last vestiges of the system hanging by a thin thread after the crash of 2008 uh, are now being cut. The goal is rather obvious. Terrify the population with poverty, internal conflicts, and a broken supply chain until the lobby until they lobby the establishment for help. Then offer the solution of medical tyranny, immunity passports, martial law, a global economic system based on a cashless digital society in which the in which privacy in which privacy in trade is erased. In trade. Privacy is I believe you're trading your privacy is I think what they're trying to say there. Now the last sentence that I just said is kind of a synopsis of all of this stuff that we're dealing with right now. Every bit of it. Even even the potential asteroid thing, because they've most likely known about that if that does manifest. And they thought, well, that would be a perfect time to actually bring in the New World Order, the order out of chaos. If asteroids were falling, potentially, maybe that won't happen. Um, and 
Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all the other groups are waging civil war and kicking in doors and raping, stealing, killing, pillaging. And then, you know, we're under all these draconian mask mandates and force testing and then coming the force vaccinations and all of that stuff and all the stuff that goes along with that in order for you to go back to work or whatever. So, yeah, that's that's basically what the uh, what their um, their solution is. And then it goes on to say, and then slowly but surely form a faceless multilateral global government which answers to no one and does whatever it pleases. The New World Order, the Global Reset, is a long-running scheme to centralize power, but in a way that is meant to be sustained for centuries to come. The elites know that it is not enough to achieve centuries, please. They're, they don't have enough time before Jesus is coming back. It's just, you know. Anyway, uh, the elites know that it is not enough to achieve global governance by force alone. Such an attempt would lead to resistance and external rebellion. No, what the elites want is for the public to ask, even to beg for this global governance. If the public is tricked into demanding it as a way to save them from the horrors of the global chaos, then they are far less likely to rebel against it later. Problem, reaction, solution. The pandemic is not going to go away anytime soon. Everyone should expect that state governments and federal government will call for renewed lockdowns. That's happening. With these new lockdowns, the U.S. economy in particular will be finished. With 40 million people losing their jobs during the last lockdowns, 46 million as of today's writing there's a link to that many states only partially reopened and only 13 to 18 percent of small businesses receiving bailout loans to survive the next two months are going to be a devastating wake-up call and a lot of these small businesses are never going to come back I, I i increasingly am seeing reports about that and again that was all part of the pro the, the plan all along to eliminate all the small businesses and the mom and pop stores where all you'll have are these big box corporate devil stores that you can go to and shop at. And that's all part of this plan. The real solution will be for people to form more self-reliant communities free of the mainstream economy. The real solution sh should be decentralization and independence, not centralization and slavery. The globalists will seek to interfere with any effort to break from this program. That said, they can do very little if millions of people enact localization efforts at the same time. If people aren't relying on the system, then they cannot be controlled by the system. Yeah, great point. The real test will come with the final collapse of the existing economy. When stagflation spikes even harder than it is right now, the prices of necessities will double and yet triple again. The joblessness will skyrocket even further. How many people will clamor for a globalist solution? And how many will build their, their systems? Understand, too like right now um people are, are going to be coming increasingly desperate you need to really have your head on a swivel okay you need to be very cognizant of when you're out in public where you are i would try to avoid big cities um you know there these roadblocks are popping up from, from antifa and a lot of this stuff is all by design and the big cities is where a lot of this is going to coalesce but people like we talked about, the renters, all these renters that are behind, there's going to be increasingly more and more desperate people that, let's say they weren't thieves a month ago, but now they are thieves, okay? Because they're doing whatever it takes to get by, okay? And um, people that may have not been in that mindset before are going to be in that mindset. So you need to be very 
careful wherever you're out in public about, you know, your wallet, you know, anything that you have that, that's of a personal, the, the, the phones you have, your wallets, anything like that, to keep them as close to you or not to have them on your person at all would be a better uh, course of action in, in that regard. Um, that's my, I was just interrupted because Taylor was with her friends and um, she hadn't seen them in a while and uh, they went out to eat and she put her wallet down for just like one second and it was gone gone and thank god it's not where she had all of her um main credit cards and license and things like that she keeps that in their phone because i got her one of those those um id stronghold things that block the radiation thing and and you can keep credit cards in there but you know now her keys were in there and you know it's just you're just going to see more and more of this type of flagrant overt behavior and people don't fear god they don't understand that when you do that to somebody it will come back on you it will every single time you you never outsmart that and whether you want to call it karma or you reap what you sow or whatever it's a universal principle and so you know you you've just got to be cognizant of this because people are going to be becoming more and more desperate i just got a nice you know dollop of that in like the last hour (laughs) realizing as i'm i'm talking about that very subject and then wow i'm actually living it real time talking to my daughter so um you know and she's she's normally a very conscientious person but i think they that was at the table or something and they set it down turned their back for one second to take a picture like a group picture at a very like a nice restaurant this was at and it was gone so be very careful you go out in public and and um you know avoid the big cities going further says what i suspect is that many people will fight back not as many as we might hope for but enough to defend the cause of liberty maybe this is an overly optimistic but i believe the globalists are destined to lose this war in the long run and well i don't see a lot of bible for that but i also know that we're we're to occupy till Jesus comes and we're to never give up and we're to endure to the end. So, you know, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. So God owns it all despite what the devil thinks. Okay. The devil and the false and the antichrist, the false prophet and all of his demons, they're all going to end up in the lake of fire and they're not going to own a thing in the lake of fire so that proves you right there who the real owner of planet earth is you know and that's why i like to claim i do a lot of these warfare type of types of prayers where you're claiming the earth and remitting the sins over the earth and that's it's a subject that henry groover got into a lot um anyway but i've covered a lot of other studies and then at the end here it says also see from the activist post the great reset plan revealed how COVID ushers in the new world order see COVID is just not about getting us vaccinated ultimately bringing us into a control mechanism it is the ultimate it's i i would say it's the main way they're going to bring us into the new world order and i understand antifa and black lives matter that's all going on too that's another major part of the puzzle but I, I i believe covid because of the amount of money they're putting into it 
and all the things that are going to be wrapped up in that with all the biometric stuff and all the whole thing about the Kobe pass and you not being able to go back to work or you not being able to travel without it. I don't see Antifa and Black Lives Matter bringing us there near to the extent that COVID would if we let it happen. Okay, we're going to talk about that in depth uh, coming up here. Uh, let's see here. And then, oh, then we have this. Here we go. Good old President Trump fighting for our rights. Yeah, oh yeah. He's fighting all right. Fighting for Satan. I, it's just unbelievable to me how, and again, this is Dave Hodges, who's been nothing but pretty much a Trump apologist. And I understand Alex Jones, he's, he's I, I don't, I don't, I believe he's just controlled opposition at the end of the day. I believe there's a lot of truth you can glean from his channel. But at the end of the day, when you keep pumping up Trump and you keep saying, oh, he's fighting, he's, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's not fighting for us. He's fighting to bring us down. He's fighting to bring us into the new world order. He's playing his part as the puppet that he is in this whole grand play that we're all involved in. I've got over a hundred pages exposing that devil trump and these people in alternative media typically will not um look at any of that information it's as though it's anathema it's it's like it's the plague i won't touch it i won't look at it and because i won't look at it and i won't touch it it means it doesn't exist oh it exists and i'm surprised dave's coming out about this uh but the thing with Dave that I've seen is tomorrow he'll be back right back on the Trump train. And that's what Alex Jones will do too. They'll, they'll come out against it, say something that Trump did, and then they'll kind of justify it. And then they'll, the next day it's like it never happened. Now, whether he, I don't know what it's going to take for people to finally get off the Trump train. I just think that they're so afraid of losing listeners because of this. And listen, my, my viewership's never been lower. Okay. As far as my email list, I mean, I've probably lost ooh, 700, 700 or 800 off my email list in the last two to three years. And before that, it had just been going up and up and it was slow, gradual. But I just think I started covering information in the last two to three years that was of such a heavy duty nature. And it was, and I, I think too, with this Trump thing, so many people have hung their hat that if Trump is not real, then we have no hope. D Dave told me that in an email he sent back to me. Or no, Glenn. Glenn. Um, it wasn't Dave. It was it was Glenn. Glenn Kennedy, that owns Before It's News. He said that. I read it online. That he said it. So the Bible says, "Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm." When you lean on the arm of flesh, and whose heart departed from the Lord. So when you trust in man, okay, and you're not trusting in God. Your heart will depart from the Lord, okay? And most of the people that are, are in on the Trump train or whatever, it doesn't matter what you tell them. They will keep going back and keep going back and saying, well, in the back of their mind, I just believe it is kind of something like this where, well, yeah, but if he's not real, then there's no hope. And, and um, if he's not real, then we're all going to die. And if he's not real, then the new world order is going to come in and they can't they cannot process that they refuse to accept the reality of what the bible says about the end times that we're moving into 
Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And for this cause, God shall, shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And this is the same time where it says that there will be a falling away, an apostasy of the church, and then that wicked, capital W, the Antichrist, will be revealed. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Just read it. Read Revelation. Read the book of Daniel and other places in the New Testament where it talks about, and in the Old Testament where it talks about how it's going to be in the end times. It's not going to be pretty. You know? So, Trump, for a lot of people, I believe, is the last bastion of holdout hope for a lot of conservatives and people that are Christians and a lot of people and it doesn't matter what he does at this point because they look at the other side and the blackness of it and they're like they can't they, they can't go there in their mind because it's too horrible i've been trying to figure it out for about two years now almost or about a year and a half and people in alternative media i think are also motivated out of money they're going to lose listeners they're going to i'm sorry that's never been my motivation i love my listeners i don't want to lose them but i'm not going to sit here and tell you lies for the sake of my viewership so i maintain my email list or i have a whole bunch of listeners my life is not a popularity contest i've said that many times and the bible says i believe it's galatians 4 16 am i therefore become your enemy because i tell you the truth this trump issue has been one of the biggest dividing issues that there is because many people if you go against trump in any way shape or form if they're christians they're just they're done they don't want to hear it because they know biden's evil and therefore they have to assume that there's got to be some good over here when they're just controlled by the same puppet master in the end Trump's bought, sold, and paid for by the, by the Rothschilds for decades. Decades and decades they've bailed him out of bankruptcies. And they own him lock, stock, and barrel. And they've got him blackmailed 19 different ways to Sunday with all the little boys and girls and all the women that he's molested. And the, and the, and the trips with Jeffrey Epstein and all that stuff. I've got into that, documented it. Not one shred of it's ever been able to be refuted up to this point. I got so much on Trump, it's just, it defies the imagination. So much I haven't even been able to report on. But here's Dave kind of calling out Trump here. And this just, uh, he had a press conference yesterday. And I didn't know, I, I, it started and I'm like, I don't have time to listen to this. I, evidently, this is what Trump was talking about. <laughs> the call. Well, vaccine distribution. We've got a little bit of detail now. And I'm going to take you also back to 2008, 2009 and talk about how the plans were actually rehearsed. So they are going to be mandatory. And, and look, at, come on. If they're going to require you to wear a mask in your home, which is now the trend curve, Montana, um, there are counties in Texas, um, it's gone crazy with, with the, the, the mask situation. And if they're going to do that to you, and the mask doesn't treat. The vaccine supposedly treats. So do you think they're going to have stronger or weaker enforcement mechanisms in play? Think about it. Mask, vaccine. 
prevention, treatment. I'm not talking about efficacy or safety or anything. I'm not even entering into that argument. But which do you think is going to evoke the stronger enforcement mechanism? Obviously, it's going to be whatever treatment choice the government decides on. It might be at the last day they say chloroquine. Or it might be the mystery ABC drug. Or it could be the latest vaccine or a combination of three vaccines. I don't know. But I will tell you this. Treatment trumps prevention. Nice play on words there, isn't it? So what do we know? What's going to happen? Well, Trump announced we're making plans to have the military distribute the vaccine. This is not their normal duty. They engage in things that are a lot more dangerous and difficult. That's what he said. And then he went on to say that the vaccine will be delivered with force. The word force was used. Yeah. I don't think this leaves much to the imagination as to whether or not you are going to have a choice. Now, I said the detail. There's your Trumpster for you. Now, I'm not saying that because I, I believe most of my listeners are probably not, you know. Obviously, I, I don't want Biden in there either, okay? I'm not saying I do. But it's like, okay, great, I, I get to choose between the lesser of two evils, you know. And I'm just not about that, you know. Uh, yes, Biden's agenda is much more overt. It's been more, uh, kind of a more of a subtle way to go about it under Trump. You know, they've had less resistance because a lot of people have went to sleep because they say Trump's in charge. But yeah, their old Trumpster in the dumpster is saying that uh, we're going to have to enforce this with force. This non-existent problem, essentially, that they're they're grasping at straws using contaminated test kits to get people to test positive for COVID-19. Classifying anybody with any kind of coronavirus as 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 positive for COVID-19. All you have to do is have the antibodies for any coronavirus on the test kits. The ones that aren't contaminated. <laughs> but the ones that are, they're actually trying to give you COVID-19. And only God knows what other kind of DNA they're trying to put in your body as they stick that swab six inches into your head. Why do they got to do that when they could just do a cheek swab and get the same result? Kind of weird to me. Yeah. So this is where we're at. Those aren't there. Perhaps it's not intended for people with asthma or COPD or cancer or diabetes. I, I don't know about exemptions. So I have no idea. And I said the details have not been announced, so we can't go around making up wild claims that they're going to make everyone take it no matter what, the heck with killing everybody who have compromised conditions. The thing is, is that they're putting billions and billions of dollars into this. Right now, the money's being spent. As much as being, as much as is being spent on Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all that with George Soros, the money that's going into the vaccine project dwarfs that. It's not even close. Trump is on the spear tip making this all happen, working hand in glove with Fauci and the other lying devils in the medical vaccine cartel in order to make this happen. And this is why they're being, why they're, they're ramping ever, all the rhetoric up more. We got, we got, we got to wear masks in the house. Now we've got to now have full face shields. We've got to have more testing. We've got to have more, 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 because it's getting you into that mindset of, just capitulating and accepting and laying down and taking it. 
They're trying to wear you down, like the Bible says in Daniel, that, that, that Antichrist is going to wear down the saints. That's what they're trying to do with all of this. That's not been established. And I actually would be kind of surprised if they don't have exemptions. And I'm not here to defend one side or another. I'm just saying enforcement's coming. And will they let you get rid of your mask after the vaccine? I don't know. What's the incubation period? I don't know. How long will the antibodies last? I don't know. You see, these are details that have yet to be forthcoming. And people say, are you yay or nay? I don't know. You know, I don't tend to put things in my body that I don't know what it does. I know you're the same way. Uh, are you serious? Are you yay or nay? He doesn't know, so he's contemplating getting the vaccine? And this is what I mean about the lukewarm attitude you'll get with a lot of the people in alternative media. It's like, are, are you serious? You're contemplating this? Knowing that it's going to change your DNA forever? You've seen the research. You're on top of this. You eat, breathe, and sleep it. I, I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand it. So let's ask ourselves this question. Are they going to enforce it? Yes. In 2008, we had the H1N1. Do you remember that? And I reported on the following, and it ended up being well documented. The government in Colorado, and I heard there were other places, but I focused on Colorado because I had two law enforcement sources, two gentlemen who I actually went to school with, one elementary and the other high school. And they knew I had a radio show, and you know we still have the kind of the common bonds, and we all kind of know who's married to who and who's a grandpa and that kind of thing. And so uh, they both reached out to me at different times. It says we're doing these drills here, like by Trinidad and by Grand Junction, and you ought to know this, Dave. Can't come on your show, but I'll tell you everything you know. Don't use my name, uh, and I won't even tell you the agencies, okay? But DHS was involved, and they were going on the premise that a vaccine had been developed for H1N1. And this is all mythical, it's just a drill. Just a drill to see about medical mobilization. So don't freak out, but this did happen. And they had, as part of the drill, um, like DUI checkpoints, and they had mock scanners that could tell if you had the, 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 the vaccine. Now the scanners weren't operational, they were mock. Oh, I see Mr. Jones, you're the crisis actor being hired here. You and your two kids and wife have not had the vaccine for H1N1. We could take care of that for you right now, sir, and you'll be on your way. <laughs> uh, we have a religious exemption. We're not doing this, blah, 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 to heck with you, our constitutional rights, blah, blah, blah. It just shows you how satanic the vaccine agenda is, where cops will be pulling you over or you'd be stopped at checkpoints in order to ensure that you've got the DNA defiling. And I don't want to say soul damning, but... You know, I, I'm not going to take a chance on it. That's for sure. I don't know what it's going to do, but it's going to be very bad. When it gets to the point where they're actually doing checkpoints, what that means, think about this. That means that one particular vaccine is so important to Satan to get into you, to violate your body and your DNA, that he's willing to pull out all the stops, to take off all the masks, all the facades, and get you injected right there by, like, the military. That's how important it is to Satan to do that. you got to believe it's got to be pretty bad, whatever's in it. Step out of the car. We're going to give you one more choice. You can't do this. 
So the men went on one bus, the women went on another, the kids went on another. That was the drill. That was the extent of the drill. And then they had people that would play the role of uh, crisis acting, of pulling out a line to try to escape, and they'd have the chase cars chase them down, just like they do on a DUI roadblock. Same exact strategies. And you may be noticing on interstate highways, notice the little pylons they're putting in so you can't turn around between the roads. And this is being done in suburban and urban areas. Yeah, I've noticed this going on for a few years now, and people have written to me and pointed that out. So, that's a drill I believe that could very well be related to this. I could be wrong, but they did do this drill in 0809. And do I think they might employ a similar strategy for the non-compliers? Yeah, I would suspect, if I were to guess, these vaccines are going to be distributed at schools, hospitals, and box stores. And I would guess they'd probably, so they don't have everyone show up on the same day, they might use the last digit of your address to show up on a certain date. And then they would contact people that didn't show up based on their public registers. They can, well, maybe they were sick or they didn't know about it or whatever, or they're scared and they need to be talked to. I don't see this being a really take the shot or you get shot in the head. I'm not saying that's going to happen at all. I'm saying that there will be mechanisms in place to clean up the, the outliers. Now, what will they do after that with people who refuse? I have no idea. But maybe the 0809 drill is an indicator of what's going to be in store, or maybe it won't apply. But I felt it relevant enough to mention it because I know the event took place. So anyway, these, these are untested, untried times. And the president was really, he was really clear. Did you all hear it? The military will distribute the vaccines. Yes. That to me implies you don't have a choice. Yep. Tough times we live in, uncertain times. We have never had anything like this in our history. And I can't sit here and pretend I can tell you what the course of the future is going to take. I can only report the facts as I know them, and I'm repeating the president's words accurately, and I think the words can be taken literally. But we don't have operational details, and so I'll back up and I'll say this. I'm not freaking out at this point, because like in any plan, the devil is in the details, as the old saying goes. So that's where I come from on this. Uh, and I would recommend calm and asking questions, and we need to have complete disclosure, because I'm not going to take a Blake check, trust somebody's word. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I have my questions answered, or I, I can't participate. And I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way. Dave, I've got $1,700 million for you in Uganda. All you have to do is give us your bank account, and we'll wire it to you. <laughs> COVID. I got all choked up. COVID-19. Yeah. Red alert. Stay tuned. Okay, so we have that, which is kind of starting us out in this. We're going to talk a lot more about this. The CDC is partnering with the Pentagon and the Department of Defense in a joint venture to deliver a vaccine to every American. Nationwide distribution of any coronavirus vaccine will be a joint venture between the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which typically oversees vaccine allocation, and the Department of Defense, which normally never does that because now we have to involve 
what, all facets of the military? Well, do you think that they're doing that because they're being nice or they're doing that as a as a strong arm tactic, as an intimidation factor tactic, getting the military involved? Well, obviously it's the, the latter. So now they're playing in full just a little bit more. Armed troops deliver the COVID vaccines, unprecedented partnership between the CDC and the military, hundreds of millions of doses that they've already spent the billions to pay for we we got into the fact that yes trump removed funding from the cdc but then he he just gave the same amount or even more funding to gavi the um vaccine alliance which is under the control of bill gates essentially in order to basically distribute the vaccines now ask yourself are they doing are they going to go through all this time, expense, and troop movements and not make receiving the vaccine mandatory? This is what President Trump told us three months ago, a COVID vaccine delivered and administered by the military. Are you imagining what that might look like? Does it make you feel safe and secure? Right now, as I type this, I cannot purchase a gallon of milk anywhere in St. Augustine without having a face mask on because it's too unsafe to walk around without one, we are told, even though they don't work for that purpose at all. Well, if it's unsafe to buy milk without a face mask, is it, it certainly will be unsafe uh, to be out in public without having received vaccines. But it's just not one shot. Bill Gates said earlier this week it will be multiple shots ongoing. Okay? It'll never end. And there will be armed soldiers standing by to help me make the right decision. So everyone can be safe. You know, I'll just take the bullet in the head. Personally, that's what I would do if they say it's this or that. Send me send me to Jesus. Praise the Lord. You put me in that position, send me to Jesus. I'm not taking your devil DNA defiling vaccine, period. Not going to happen in the name of Jesus Christ. And if, if it's not my time to go, it doesn't matter how many guns they point at me, how many bazookas they point at me, how many hand grenades they might put on, on my person and pull the pin, how many tanks they might point at me, because nothing they could do is going to kill me before my appointed time is up, according to whatever God has appointed for me, and it's the same for you. From Politico. The Department of Defense is handling all the logistics of getting the vaccines to the right place, at the right time, and in the right condition. The official said in a call with the reporters, adding that the CDC will remain in charge of tracking any side effects that emerge post-vaccination. Oh, and there will be a slew of them. According, you'll, also, you'll never be the same again because your DNA is defiled. And some of the communications through the state relationships and the state public health organizations. The plan breaks with the long-standing precedent that the CDC distributes vaccines during major outbreaks, such as bad flu seasons, through a centralized ordering system for state and local health officials. Pentagon Chief Spokesperson Jonathan Hoffman told reporters early in the day that distribution would be a collaborative process between the private sector and the military and that i don't know that operation that we just mentioned 211 or whatever that they did gates did right before the COVID thing that was a a big part of that and again you can go watch the videos online about the that pandemic 9-11 thing or whatever um in fact i gave you the links earlier in the pdf a big part of that from what i'm remembering is the collaboration between the military and the private sector and it's 
so they've been planning this for a long time operation warp speed the government's coronavirus vaccine and drug accelerator is examining how do we take advantage of the commercial capability of the private sector to handle things like distribution and where where will and where will either the DOD step in to manage that process? Or if necessary, will the DOD be required to step in and actually physically deliver the items itself, Hoffman said. What's next? Senior health officials told reporters that they are in constant discussion about the first priority populations for receiving the possible coronavirus vaccines, including the elderly, who they want to kill off obviously and the medically vulnerable who they want to kill off just like hitler would have wanted to anything in the population that's really like non-desirable or cannot contribute to the population or would be considered undesirable they want them to all go first so the elderly the vulnerable populations and from what i heard also from what melinda gates said um the blacks the blacks will be top priority on their on their agenda so because they love you they love the blacks so much um and that's out of their own mouth not mine let's see going forward here but those plans will depend on which candidates are ready first mm. two vaccines entered the final stage of human trials this month and several more are readying for the sweeping phase of stage three. It was 171 in development a lot of people want to get on that cash wagon bonanza you know, a lot of satanic companies really want a piece of that pie. So, yeah, there's they're coming out of the woodwork. Results are expected later this year or early 2021. In the meantime, an expert committee has been convened by the National Academies of Science to discuss the distribution framework. And then we have this, and I believe I played this early, uh, one other time, but I'm going to play it again. President Trump says the military is being mobilized to distribute a coronavirus vaccine once it's ready. Trump gave this interview three months ago. And as it turns out, the military really is going to be distributing the vaccine. We just got proof of that from above, from what Dave said. And this is where, and I don't, yeah, this is where he said it three months ago. Um, May 14, 2020, this was out. This was on Fox News. And a we, Trump says, we want to go back to seeing ba baseball, basketball, and football games. So shut up, take your vaccine, get your get nice and defiled DNA-wise, and, you know, where your conscience will be just be normally seared with a hot iron, and you'll have no desire ever to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, because you won't be able to because that part of your brain's gone. Just like the Funvax vaccine we talked about before. Anyway, let's let him talk. Yeah, I think we're going to have a vaccine by the end of the year. We're doing very well with the vaccine. And I will tell you something. I just literally left a meeting. We're mobilizing our military and other forces, but we're mobilizing our military on the basis that we do have a vaccine. You know, it's a massive job to give this vaccine. Our military is now being mobilized. So at the end of the year, we're going to be able to give it to a lot of people very, very rapidly. Yeah, I think we're going to have a He's nothing but a tool of Satan. Uh, 333 thumbs up, 2,000 thumbs down. Mm, doesn't sound like, oh, comments are turned off for this video. I wonder why. That's from the Trump war room. He's openly admitting that. You know, he's this is on his channel, I guess, or one of the people that promote him. He's a devil from the pit of hell in human form. Trump is, okay. I'm not going to sugarcoat it in any way shape or form then we have this i've got a lot of people forward, forward me this now i've heard this before and i might have even played this video before 
but now it's more timely. A lot of people have been asking me about it. And this is from around 2009. This is Greg Everson. Okay, this is the man that um, high-level uh, contacts in the military. He was, a, I think, a highway patrolman, long time. Good dude. Amazing dude. He had a lot of stuff going on, I believe, with his kidneys. Um, I, he's one of the many I've sent protocols to. I, no charge. Just sent him a clinical nutritional protocol. Knew what he needed. It was real obvious what he needed. And he said he was going to take it. And his MD said, oh, there's a tiny bit of protein in these tablets. I think I sent him Rena food from Standard Process. Tiny, tiny little tablets. Tiny, tiny amount of protein. And supposedly the kidneys can't handle any protein. We would die without any protein if we just live that way. You got to have protein. It's the build. Protein is consistent of 24 amino acids. They're the building blocks of basically everything in the body or the muscular tissue, the organs and things of that nature. So kind of got to have it, you know. And the, gover- the, the, the MD, this would not have contraindicated any of the meds he was on nothing in fact i told him they're only going to make the meds work better in fact the meds are depleting the very things i'm going to be giving you i didn't even tell him to go off the meds but at least do this in addition at least support your own kidneys and organ systems ma'am he didn't do any of it and he was he died within i don't know a year of that you cannot go the you cannot drug your body into good health especially if you're in poor health to begin with. You can't do it. So he's one of the many I've set protocols to over the years. And, you know, a lot of times I say they're going to do them or whatever, and they don't. I tried. I tried. I did. I don't think when I stand before God, I'm be guilty on that one. I'm probably be guilty of a lot of stuff, but not, not that one. I don't know. Anyway, but again, the, the, the spell that the medical system casts over people. And now you're looking at the actual end result of what where does the medical system want to take us ultimately where 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 does that benevolent bless their heart medical system want to ultimately take they want to get us all vaccinated and defile our dna and in culture put vaccines in you and you cultured off aborted babies with formaldehyde which is embalming fluid and mercury and all of these other garbage horrible things that they put in the vaccines so ultimately you have you're going to be sick weak and you'll have no conscience and you won't be able to get saved because your DNA is defiled. You're not fully human anymore. That's where they want to take us. Now, I'm not saying every medical doctor is bad or every person in the medical profession is bad. I'm not saying that. But the the 800-pound gorillas at the top controlling it all do. They are evil. They are wicked. And if the head is sick, the whole body will be sick according to what the Word of God says. So this is Greg Averson talking from around 2009 when the swine flu thing was going on. I did multiple reports on that. You can look up. And it's take the vaccination or get on the bus. And the, the one of my listeners emailed me this. She says, I don't, I don't understand the date of this video is 2009. I think the, what she's trying to tell me is that why wasn't he saying that? Like, this sounds like something that they would be saying today. But see, they've been planning this a long time. It's just they haven't been able to. I've, I've said this before. The book 1984 by George Orwell, they wanted that to be reality. They wanted that to all be taking place in 1984. So you can see they're a little bit behind schedule, decades and decades. And I believe it's God's grace and his mercy that's caused that. I'm going to go ahead and play this short video here from Greg Everson. 
January, and I thank God I did. Um, you wrote an article this last July 29th. Now, he's speaking at a, it looks like a panel of people that are are speaking. Um, Joyce Riley, it looks like, is up there. Greg Everson, I can't, it's so, it's pixelated. It's like, it's probably 240. Yeah, it's 240, whatever, the quality. So it's really grainy. But um, you can hear the sound fine. But it looks like something where they probably had all the speakers speaking during the day, and now they're taking questions at the end, is what my impression is of this. Um, you wrote an article this last July 29th. I will never forget it. And there was an excerpt in the article that alarmed me, and not much surprises me anymore. Um, regarding the swine flu and the military implementing the military to help out. And in the article, uh, I know you don't reveal your sources, but I'd like you to elaborate about, about the metal shackles they're going to put on the wrists with the computer chip. And maybe, Catherine Albrecht, you can um, add to that comment. Unfortunately. This is I'm Greg Everson speaking. You're here now. He's answering the lady. One among several plans to ensure that the government's edict of mandated vaccinations, and by the way, the state of Oklahoma last week passed through its house just such a law for the state of Oklahoma and its residents that everyone would be vaccinated in the state of Oklahoma. This is 2009. Okay. Now, granted, you could go back another decade, and I'm they were planning it probably another decade. And they were playing, but it got it started to get it started to kind of leak out and get more overt. He had a lot of contacts in Oklahoma, in law enforcement and these types of things, so he had inside information. Now, having said that, there are also plans that will ensure that you do not freely travel, nor will you be able to really go anywhere without proof that you have had the vaccination. At the point that the government made Isn't that what they're already saying that is going to happen with the COVID pass that I've reported on over and over? You're not going to be able to travel without. You're not going to be able to, uh, you know, uh, at first it'll be international travel, which it kind of already, they're moving in that direction right now anyway. But then it'll be just, it'll become more restrictive. Then it'll be state to state probably. And then it'll become more restrictive. They'll be just traveling around your city. They'll be, I don't know, I guess they'll have to set up checkpoints everywhere. And you'll have to be scanned and, and see if you're up to date on your vaccines. That certain levels of the population take the inoculation. When that happens, I have been told by state troopers across the country that there are plans ready to be implemented that would include roadblocks and choke points, as we call them, major interstate junctions around major cities and so forth, where the greatest number of people can be held until they are either, they either prove their vaccination by papers or in the case of a medical specialist in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, who told me that they had observed a semi-tractor trailer being unloaded at the hospital loading dock, pallets and pallets, scores of cases of metal bracelets that once put on would slip into a place and, and be either uh, pegged in there with some kind of uh, device to hold it in place, but the band was meant to be permanent. So a, me a metal bracelet. Now, what this sounds like is the quantum dot tattoo that Bill Gates has. 
where you wouldn't necessarily have to have a metal bracelet on, but it's something that, that would be implanted in the skin. It has all those micro needles in there. It has the luciferase, which is the thing that they will phosphoresce when you when you have the one app on your on your smartphones that they'll be able to see that you've got the luciferase on there. I'm not making this stuff up, just key in luciferase. Um, quantum dot tattoo or whatever, any derivation of that. Bill Gates, I've reported on this at length. And I believe that would be, now here's what I, I believe they will do. They're not gonna start out most likely with the quantum dot microchip implant luciferase tattoo that most likely will be down the line a little bit i can't believe that they would do something that overt off the bat i would think they would they would just want okay here's your covid 19 vaccine and dna and you'll never be the same but we're not going to tell you what's in it but it's just a vaccine just just a job no big deal yeah you got to come back in another month and get one yeah you got to come back in three months and get the second one because the antibodies they wear off so quick and this is so deadly that we've got to just keep injecting you over and over again because it's so important for satan to get your dna good and defiled um where the actual um once they get enough compliance with all of this and you're already locked into the system they got you right where they want you not only that you're gonna have to catch up on all the other vaccines that you failed to get along the way because now the vaccine schedules up to whatever it is 52 72 i don't know and that's just for the kids from what i heard it was gonna be another 72 for the adults at some point so you have to catch up on all of that too once you go into the system it'll be never ending you will be like a transhuman cyborg when this is all if, if you if you agree to all the vaccines because you won't be fully human anymore after you get all these vaccines guaranteed your dna will be so defiled you will have so many microchips you will have ejectable nanorobots in you you will have only god knows what you'll have in you because they're never going to stop requiring this stuff so the metal band thing i think probably has been um more streamlined into this quantum dot luciferase um implant that we've talked about so much on here the, the bill gates one to me i just think they would get maybe better compliance with that it's not as intrusive it's not a metal band permanently pegged to your wrist it's going to be something literally literally on the skin so that's my opinion i don't know we'll see top is a chip that chip will include all kinds of information about you okay and again they could incorporate that chip in the quantum dot tattoo um with the um micro needles in there because that will be kind of a uh, of, of an implant anyway i think that would be uh more likely i could be wrong though who knows the fact that you have been inoculated now this is one of several plants it has not yet seen the light of day but it is there it's in readiness you choose the poison it's either slow homicide or slow suicide they're either going to kill you with the injection or if you go up and say sure i just want to be able to go wherever i want to go and you take it to me that's virtual suicide to slow motion suicide so we've all talked about not getting the vaccination that's clear but you may not have a choice i am told that the plans include buses that will be standing by for people in roadblocks that refuse to take the inoculation isn't that what dave hodges said with that scenario he said back in Colorado, he said, he said the same thing just earlier. The 
people will then be escorted to the buses and taken, as I was told, in the state I was in at that time when I was speaking to the troopers, you're going to get a free ride to a nice warm bunk at Fort Riley. Well, it, it, it's one of several plans. We can't know until they're implemented, but I assure you... And they're constantly gauging public reaction to how many people are going to willingly line up and take this, this shot. That's what's going to determine how this is rolled out and how this is implemented. And this is why I'm so big on resisting wickedness and evil. You know, resistance to tyranny is obedience to God. You know, so that's that's why I'm so big on that. Pushing back against this wicked agenda because, man, we see where it's going to end up if we don't resist it. Those plans are in place and law enforcement is going to be pulled in. And one of the articles I wrote, I said the law enforcement community will enforce a new world order. There will be many that will not, and that's good news for us. But I believe it's still majority that will be standing in line saying, get your shot or get on the bus. That's what's coming. So that was positive little thing there. Um, yeah, not so much. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and end part two here, and we will go to part three next.